God's church is a giant, powerful and strong. We faced opposition, but we're still marching on. Some have grown weary and taken their ease. But it's time to wipe the sleep from our eyes and stand to our feet. Wake up, sleeping giant, and stand to your feet. harvest we must quickly do wake up sleeping giant our Lord's coming soon Too long, found his strength gone as he suffered defeat. Wake up, sleeping giant, and stand to your feet. We're living in the closing hour, and it's too late to sleep. There's work in the harvest, we must quit. Sleeping giant, our Lord's coming soon. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew chapter 26, verses forty through 41. Hello everyone, I'm Chaplain John McTernan. This is our Monday night, my time, prayer time, and we have Pastor Fred that comes with us every Monday night and has a nice teaching. And then after he finishes, we have prayer. So uh, God's really blessed them in the Psalms and to never ending well of, of the word from the Psalms. So um, let me start with a word of prayer, and then we'll come, we'll come over to Pastor Fred. Father, we thank you for tonight. We ask your blessings. We ask that you'll um, be glorified tonight. Uh, anoint uh, Pastor Fred as he teaches your word. Let it be a blessing to everyone now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So hello, Pastor Fred. Hello. Hello, John. Good to hear your voice. Yes, yeah, good to hear you also. 
So what uh, what psalm are you um, diving into? Well, when we start off, I'll, I'll show you the journey that I went through, and I'll need your help in, in a couple of these uh, passages so I don't have to be running around looking for too many. So I'll call some out for you if you've got a Bible there or you, you do it on the uh, on. On the internet, on the internet, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get them quickly. All right. I started off with Psalm one hundred three. Let's just pray first. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. So precious to us. It's so wonderful. It's so good. And uh, you guide us and lead us uh, and open our eyes so many different ways and lead us. Thank you for this wonderful, wonderful book that you've given to us. Uh, it is your word. It is your son. Obvious, it's the Lord Jesus. He's our shepherd. He's our provider. He's our king. He's our uh, protector. He's the one who saved us. And we thank you for his blood. Cleanse us from sin now and allow us to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Uh, Psalm 103 was what I, 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 I originally started off with, and I read from 10 to um, 23. So it says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, talking about the Lord, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his, his days are as grass. And as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Now that's that's a long time. Upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the, his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. You know, this is a famous verse. Uh, I mean, this is a famous chapter that started off with, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, ends with, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. But what jumped out with me was, was wondering what I was to uh, share. And it was verse 19. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. Well, I asked myself, well, what's, I mean, what, what does that mean? But then I read, and his kingdom ruleth over all and i went from his kingdom ruleth over all to look at what other psalms talked about about his throne and his kingdom ruling over all and what that meant because in in um, immediately one would think oh his, his kingdom is coming 
his will is to be done, and, and one day his kingdom rules over all. But that's not what this uh, led me to. Let's look at um, another Psalm 11.4. Psalm 11.4 and uh, then 14.2. Psalm 11.4 says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold... His eyelids try the children of men. His eyes, his eyes. And then I went, uh, was led to uh, 14.2, Psalm 14.2. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there was, there was any that did understand and seek God. And then I went to Psalm 33. 13 and 14. Um, 33, 13 and 14. And so it's ob let's look at them. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looked upon all the inhabitants of the earth. That's, uh, that's amazing. Uh, he's looking down upon us. And um, Psalm 47, 2, let's look at what that says. 47, 2. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He's a great king over all the earth. So there's this uh, obvious meaning that God is right now uh, looking over the earth, king of all the earth. And I went then to Second Chronicles 16.9, which was amazing. It was amazing because the verse goes like this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Now, the, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro was, was the point, but then it led me to this King Asa who is being judged here, and it, it made me wonder, um, what did he do? What did he do wrong? He was a, uh, a relatively good king. In, uh, his father was Abijah. He, he was the king of Judah, and uh, he took over, and it's in Second Chronicles 14. He did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, it took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places and broke down the images and and cut down the groves and commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, and to do the law and the commandments. And he took away all the cities of Judah and the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him. That's chapter 14. And then the Ethiopians come and uh, they're in a real pickle because there's a huge amount of them. Um, and um, Asa, verse 11 of chapter 14, Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee. And in thy name we, are going to, uh, we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let not man 
prevail against thee. So the Lord smote, verse 12, the Ethiopians before Asa. So he gets a big victory here. And then uh, chapter 15, you have the Spirit of God came upon Oded, this uh, prophet, comes to him and tells him, the Lord is with you, to King Asa, while you are with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now the next verse says, For a long season Israel hath been without the true God, and without a teaching priest, and without law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found on them. Um, and come down to verse 8. Asa heard these words, the prophecy of Oded, the prophet. He took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin, and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim. And now look, he kind of gets a revival here, because, and he renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord, and he gathered all Judah and Benjamin, that was, that was under his uh, reign, but then, and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. The typical thing that happens when, when revival occurs, they all come from all over the place to see what's going on or to be part of it. So they gathered them to themselves together at Jerusalem, and they offered uh, uh, unto the Lord the same time of the spoil which they had brought uh, from, from having beaten the Ethiopians. Verse 15 of chapter 15, and Judah rejoiced. And they made an oath before that. They made a covenant and an oath. And um, so this was, uh, but the high places were not taken. But it was a time of revival. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated, that he himself had dedicated silver and gold and vessels. There was no more war unto the, after 35 years. Now, chapter 16 is a tough one. Um, for this poor King Asa, because having had this revival, look what happened. In the 6th and 30th year of the reign of uh, Basha, king of Israel, that's where up, up north now with another king, came up against Judah and built Ramah in the, to the intent that he might let none go. Uh, he didn't want these people from Israel these ones that had been in the revival, obviously, to to come back to come to the king of Judah. Uh, but listen to this: Asa, the king, who had just brought the silver vessels and the gold vessels into the into the uh, temple, verse two, he brought out the silver, gold, and treasures of the house to the Lord out of the king's house and sent to Ben Hadad, king of Syria, and to dwell uh, that dwelt in Damascus, saying. There's a league between you and me and my father, your father, my father. Therefore, I've sent you the silver and the gold to break, go break the league with Basha, the, the king of Israel. That's the king up north, that he may depart from me. So after this great revival, he gets this, this um, league with this Syrian king 
to come against uh, God's um, Israel. And we, we end up with verse 9 of chapter 16 of Second Chronicles. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. For, so for the last 10 years or four, 35 to 39, four years of his reign, he gets angry, verse 10, um, because the eyes of the Lord are upon him. And he puts the prophet into prison. He was in a rage. Uh, and Asa oppressed some of the people the same time. Look how easy it is to turn from the things of the Lord. Look how easy it was for us to go, uh, the churches to go from the moment the COVID situation came and they made a league with the government. Well, we made a league with the government back in 63 when we took out the Bible from the children. It wasn't against, uh, it wasn't God's will that, that we take that out. It wasn't God's will that we start abortion. It wasn't God's will that we destroy marriage uh, between a man and a woman. What in God, isn't God's will that we have um, uh, creation, what God created as male and female changing. So this poor Asa, he was sick for the last few years of his reign. He was very sick and uh, he died. Um, let me let me go to another um, great person. So it you can't understand how easy it is to turn from the things of the Lord when you've done it. It's so wonderful done some wonderful things and it's so easy to make a league uh, with the powers that be other than the powers of God. When you know that God is watching well, here's a, uh, I got a question for the great historian we'll go to, to, to a lot more verses that where the eyes of the Lord are, are, going, are on the earth, are on men and women there's another 6 or 8 or 12 verses but first of all, let me give you a story that uh, is going to test um, the historical uh, uh, understanding of um, the great um, Dr. John McTurnan, oh. who knows so much about the war. He taught me so much, but I'm going to ask him a question about it. But back in 1861, when Lincoln was president, um, he wasn't doing too well. That first battle didn't go well. And then he uh, he called for a day of prayer. 1861 again, he did the same thing. And then in 1863, the same thing. Why? Because there was this general on the other side, uh, Stonewall Jackson. Um, general Stonewall Jackson was considered one of the greatest tactical commanders in history. He refused to let his men give ground at the first Bull, Battle of Bull Run in 1861, standing there like a stone wall. Often outnumbered seven to three, Jackson successfully fought the Shenandoah Valley campaign. How many battles were there in the Shenandoah Valley campaign, John? Uh, can you hear me, Pastor Fred? Yes, I can. Oh. Well, I don't know, to tell you the truth, uh, but the new, the uh, northern newspapers referred to him as a special class of demon. 
Well, he was there, there was a whole enough. series of battles and skirmishes, and he uh, his infantry became known as the Foot Cavalry because he knew the terrain, and uh, the at at during the day the army the Union army was in front of him, and it, they would run all night long, great distances, and at night the Confederate cavalry was behind them. So he pushed the Union uh, cavalry, I mean, the Union army, out of the Shenandoah Valley. I don't know how many battles there were. Okay, I'll give them to you real quickly. Um, the, uh, the battles of McDowell, Front Royal, Winchester, Port Republic, seven-day battles, Second Battle of Bull Run, Antietam, Fredericksburg, and Chancellorville. On May the 8th, 2nd, on May the 2nd, 1863, after successfully attacking the Union flank in the Battle of Chancellorville, Jackson surveyed the field, returned to the camp at twilight. Suddenly, one of his own men shouted, shouted, Halt! Who goes there? Without warning for a reply, a volley of shots were fired. Two bullets hit General Jackson's left arm. One hit his right hand. And several men accompanying him were killed, in addition to many horses. In the confusion that followed, Jackson was dropped from his stretcher while being evacuated. His left arm had to be amputated. General Robert E. Lee, and I won't read that because it was really you know, sad. He said, I wish it would have been me that got hurt. But Civil War historians hold the opinion that had General Stonewall Jackson been alive and commanded two months later at the Battle of Gettysburg, the South may have won the battle and possibly the war. Now listen to this. Jackson's death was difficult to reconcile. Loyal to Virginia, he was exemplary in faith and virtue. He was against slavery and freed the slaves he inherited from his wife's estate. He participated in civil disobedience every Sunday by violating a Virginia law which forbade teaching slaves to read. Beginning in 1855, Jackson financed and taught a colored Sunday school class at the Lexington Presbyterian Church where he taught slaves and free blacks, both adults and children, to read the Bible. Now, what happened was on the second time or that the, the president asked for the prayer, he had already prayed to the Lord, and his prayer was that he was he made a solemn oath to the Lord if the, if he would let uh, Lincoln win the next battle, then he would free the slaves. He would make a law to free the slaves. That's recorded in history, and. He did. He won the battle, and uh, that's because of the fact that uh, they didn't have, um, they didn't have, um, and also, well, the uh, gentlemen on the southern side, when they were doing the Battle of Gettysburg, didn't go in when he was supposed to. He delayed, and uh, it was all part of the Lord's doing. But what I'm trying to do is compare King Asa with doing so many wonderful things, uh, Stonewall Jackson, who who didn't who had sympathy towards all the things that the, the North had and loved the Lord obviously, and here he is 
the Lord had a plan, and uh, he could not be the general that was going to win the, uh, the have the South win over the North. Anyhow, what do you think of that one? Let me uh, that, that that you know what happens to us many a time when we make a league with the wrong people when the Lord tells us not to. And it's so easy when things get when strife comes or when uh, a, a a virus comes or when finance financial wreck comes or when war comes. We've got to be very careful about how we deal uh, with uh, with ourselves and the Lord, because His eyes are upon us. Okay, John, you go to Pro- uh, Proverbs fifteen three, and I'll go to Job. I'll go to Jeremiah sixteen seventeen. Just these uh, eyes of the Lord. I wonder what color of eyes the Lord has. Well, we know from the red. The, red. Uh, they're ver- they're red. That's right from the, from the, the the New Testament scriptures. But um, <laughs> flaming fire. I'm going to go <laughs> flaming fire. I'm going to go to Jeremiah sixteen seventeen. It's it was the the journey that I took just um, to three hours ago in this book, the book of the Bible, in the Psalms, and it led me to so many verses showing the eyes of the Lord uh, being on the earth, being very, very close to us and, and watching over us as a um, as a warning or as a as a comfort. Proverbs 16, uh, Jeremiah 16, 17, I'm going to read. For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. Jeremiah 32, 19, I'm going to go to. Another one, 19. Surely... 32, 19, I went to, didn't, 31, 19. Great in counsel and mighty in work. Well, let's go to the one before that. Verse 18, showing kindnesses, loving kindnesses unto thousands, and recompenses the iniquity of the fathers unto the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in counsel and mighty in work for thine eyes are upon all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. John, this Proverbs 15.3 says what? The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And then 5.21 in Proverbs. 5.21, okay, hang on. 5.21 says, The ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. And then come, I'm going to read Zechariah 4.10. These are amazing. For, the, for who has to... Oops, I forgot to turn my phone off. Hang on. For who hath despised the day of the small things, for they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with the, these those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. 
Isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? Amen. That's the end of my my little uh, run through the eye with the eyes of the Lord on just just going from one scripture that says He's the King of all the earth, the King of uh, of all, and then going leading, being led to the eyes of the Lord to the story of Asa, and then I was reminded of uh, the quandary of poor. Uh, because of the studies we just made with the Black History Month, and uh, how it is so easy. Um, not that I think that um, um, that that Jackson did anything wrong, but Asa obviously did. He 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 did some wonderful things, had some some revivals and stuff, and so easily it is to turn away and be. Affected even after the Lord gives you great victories, so we're to persevere to the end. That's the story. But uh, I thought it was amazing what uh, what Lincoln prayed. He made a solemn oath to the Lord. This was just so that he could win the next battle. There were ten campaigns that uh, Jackson was was must have been a tremendous leader. And the Lord had his hand upon him, but said, took him home because he he wasn't going to allow things to happen that way. It's very interesting, Fred. You were talking about Jackson. He was uh, totally eccentric. <laughs> he was, uh, when he ate food, he, he, he believed you had to sit a certain way to digest it the best. And he drank apple cider vinegar. Um, oh, what am I? Doing? <laughs> and, I do that all the time. Yeah, there you go. You see, you would have been a, you would have been his right hand man. <laughs> and uh, oh, I don't remember all the eccentric things about uh, Stonewall Jackson. He he would not his he would not give any information to his subordinates, like uh, what he was planning in battle. They just followed his orders. Uh, the men would do anything yeah, but for he, him. Well, he was smart that way because there were too many uh, turncoats on either side of uh, any war. Yeah, yeah, but he wouldn't. He, he never divulged what the plans were. He would just say, "Take your men and go here, and take your men, go there." At Chancellorsville, um, Lee had such confidence in um, in Chancellorsville, the army of the Potomac outnumbered the Army of Northern Virginia by probably two or three to one. And Lincoln had such confidence in Jackson that he uh, took Jackson's army and moved it. He split, Lee split his army, which is never to do in a battle like that. But he had such confidence in Jackson and his men that he had Jackson do an end run I mean, his army literally ran, but an end run around the Union army, and they came uh, from the human, the the right of the Union army, and the army had no idea that Jackson's men were there. Had done, and yeah. a whole herd of deer came running into the Union camp, and they were behind them were were Jackson's troops, and they. They overran the Army of the Potomac, smashed it to bits. And I got to put a plug in here, Fred. You ready? Yeah. What hold, What held the Union Army from being completely destroyed was um, 
they put the uh, Irish brigade in the rear to hold off Jackson's troops. And the, they were able mm-hmm. to have an order. The Irish wouldn't run. They stood and fought. And the Union of the Army of the Potomac was able to retreat and fight another day. Wow. Now, so here's what wow, happened. Yeah. For the going for the next day, Jackson went out to recoiter the best he could. And when he came back, he was shot, like you like you said. Um, and what happened? By his own men. Yes. By his own men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that what was happened an act was there was a changing in the guard. And they, the guard that when they changed, they didn't tell the replacements that Jackson and his officers were out there. They'd be back. They'd be back. So when they came, they thought it was a human, uh, a, a northern foray coming through their line. So they opened fire and they, they didn't know. They didn't know they were Confederates. So Jackson, um, he survived the amputation of his arm. However, he didn't recover. He de- and he developed pneumonia. So the doctor told Jackson that he uh, wouldn't live the day. So Jackson said, "It's good to die on the Sabbath." <laughs> That's what he said. And uh, you're right. Everything you said. Uh, that I don't know if that uh, Bible study is still going on that Jackson started in 1855, but it was it went on for like more than a hundred years. I know that it was well. In I think it was the 1970s. It was still going on. He had a, he, he he loved the Lord. Yes, he did. And look at the fruit of his life. Even though he drank a lot of apple cider vinegar, which. Um, which Nazarites are not allowed to do, but I'm not a Nazarite, and nor was he, apparently. Well, it, he, it wasn't alcohol. He was not drinking alcohol. No, no. No, I know, but where it even says vinegar in the, yeah. In, yeah. The, in the thing of the Nazarites. I just was, was reading it. So what happened was at the Battle of uh, Gettysburg, um, what what the mistake Lee made was he gave an order to General Yule who replaced uh, Jackson like he was ordering Jackson and he Jackson and Lee thought exactly alike. So Lee would give Jackson a general order without specific details. So Lee gave general Yule a general order to take little round, not little round top Culp's Hill. Um, like if possible or, some 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 nebulous and Yule did he was reading it he didn't know what to do, so he didn't he didn't take the hill and it, the whole Union supplies well, there was the, the hill was not defended and behind it was all the Union supplies and artillery and all and the Confederates could have literally rolled up the Union army and they would have been defeated at Gettysburg without a doubt. If um, and they would have gone to uh, Washington, yeah, gone to Washington, yeah, easy road to Washington. Yeah, it's well, only the Lord, and then it was by attrition that the the North won because of the vast numbers. So that they had, yeah. But Stonewall I Jackson think, was a, a, a military genius, and I told you, folk, 
that uh, this John McTernan is he knows all about this history he really is an amazing mind especially for someone who who uh, never read about it but he, he memorized it all you, you would have been a good general yourself uh, well I, I don't know for I don't know it's more than yeah you probably would have yeah. but you're Irish John you can't not oh, be Irish it. now stop it now that's enough <laughs> But I'll tell well, you, if you want to know a mind, uh, what happened... You're winning battles now. Pastor you're Fred. winning battles for the Lord. Yeah, that's right. Well, well yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, but that's what happened, what happened Fred, with uh, Robert E. Lee was he had a complete, total, like, uh, memory. So when the battle was forming, whatever battle it was... His aides would tell him that it was the Union 11th Corps, the 3rd Division, the, this brigade was in this spot. And he knew all the brigade commanders, and he knew whether they could fight or they couldn't fight. And so he knew where everybody was in place in the battlefield and where the weak spots were in the Union line. And during the battle, his aides were telling him, okay, the Union brought reinforcements up here, and... Unions withdrew. The Union Army withdrew here, and they moved them. So uh, he was a genius. He 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 had the whole battle in his mind and where to put the troops and move the troops. So, but you're right. In the end, the overwhelming Union numbers and uh, the Union material supplies they just ground the uh, Confederate Army down. Now, I'm going to tell you one last thing, and let's pray and get in there. At the Battle of um, Fredericksburg, the uh, Union Army was coming in place. So they told, now the battle before that was Antietam, and it plays into what happened at Fredericksburg. So they told him, and there was a, a, a reporter from the Richmond newspaper standing right next to him. So they told him that the Irish Brigade was coming into place. So he said, oh, the fighting 69th. And that was because of the previous battle at Antietam. The, the lead unit in the Irish Brigade was the 69th New York. And they broke the back of his line. He had to retreat from the battle because of what the Irish Brigade did. So he referred to them as the Fighting 69th. And that, to this day, uh, they're known still as the uh, Fighting 69th. And Lee is the one that uh, named them that. And they, they took horrific casualties at uh, Fredericksburg. And, I mean, they, were, they, they weren't wiped out, but at least 50% were killed and wounded in the Battle of Fredericksburg. Wow. Well, praise. Well, I gave you ten verses on the eyes of the Lord, just from... Uh... I want to give you one. All right. You ready? Yeah. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Hear now, O Joshua, okay. the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondering at. Behold, I will bring forth my servant the branch, for behold, the stone, now the branch is the stone, that I have laid before you, Joshua, upon that, now that, that means a big stone, Fred, a big rock, uh, upon one stone 
shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the engraving, therefore, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. So that's, there you go, the seven eyes, it shows the supernatural, all-seeing of the, the stone, and it's engraved. Zechariah 4.10 also has the same. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I, I mentioned yeah. it. Right, yeah. That's and amazing. I, and I will engrave the graving. That means a deep carving, a deep, um, deep. It means a deep engraving. And I will t- remove iniquity from the land in one day. And then you go to uh, Zechariah 13.1, and it talks about there shall be a fountain in that day for blood, uh, for iniquity and sin. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Fred. And, uh, you know, what what you did bring out, uh, how did you find that out about uh, Stonewall Jackson? Oh, um, um, uh, the guy Federer who has this. Um, oh yeah, faith. Yeah, um, he. It's not in his book, the Miracles book uh, in American history by his uh, daughter or his wife, but he gave it. Uh, I just happened to. To just hear that part of it, the, the one where he made an oath uh, in prayer that he, he read on one of his programs. I was flipping through uh, early one morning. He's on around 6.37 or something. I don't know. And um, there he was. And he, and he gave this statement about Lincoln uh, making that oath to the Lord in prayer. It's amazing, Pastor Fred, when you get into history and you get kind of like like you just described, not big strategic wars going on, but how one decision or, or the fact that Stonewall Jackson wasn't there changed uh, Gettysburg from victory to defeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so obvious as you look at all the, the different... Uh, the historical uh, and, and looking at from the eyes of the Lord and the prayer that um, uh, Lincoln made because he was in real trouble. He was in real trouble. They were sixty miles from Washington, and uh, they were they nearly had a free run there. Yeah, and yeah. that change would have changed yeah. this country into two two different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look at the American Revolution time and time again at a battle. Um, the Lord it was just the Lord. The Lord put the right person in the right place. Um, yeah, we're just looking for the right person in the right place now. Amen. Yeah, same Pastor man. Fred. Yeah. Can I, I tell you my most favorite verse of about God's eyes? Yeah, sure. We are the apple of His eye. Right. Ah, I like that. Isn't that a wonderful yeah. place? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the thank you for that. Um, uh, next time I'll get you guys to help with the verses so that I don't have to be flipping around for them. But no, it's uh, it's a, pr- a privilege. Thank you so much, uh, Lord bless Heavenly Father. We thank you for the folk um, in Abba Father's fellowship, especially the prayers. But Lord, I know they're not just prayers; they're doers. For well, faith without works is dead. And we know that they're constantly winning souls, and we we thank you that that's the name of what you've got called us to do. May we all be encouraged 
by your word and to know that your eyes are upon us and we have day by day you will bring situations into our lives where if our eyes are open, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, we have an opportunity to say a word. may have nothing to do with uh, uh, repenting for folks or gospel or but a, a word of encouragement, a word, of, a seed, whatever it is, Lord, or even leading people to the Lord, that's all part of it, and we thank you for that. Pray for the pastors, Lord, all throughout uh, Abba Father's Fellowship in Pakistan, in uh, India, in um, Kenya, in Nigeria, uh, all the other countries of Africa. Heavenly Father, watch over them, provide for them, keep them in health, Father, for they are brave, they are bold, and their families need your care. And we know that you're doing that, for your eyes are upon them. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Thank amen. You, Thank you, Pastor Fred. And a question for you, uh, what did you hear about your vehicle? We were, talk- we were talking yesterday, remember? It was amazing. Uh, I mean, $265, and it was all done. Wow. That's amazing. For New York? Wow, you were That's thinking of, you were thinking about a thousand dollars. He quoted a thousand. He says it could be up to a thousand. Wow, and we asked blessings. We did, right? That's right. You saved me a lot of money. So we asked that he'd be honest and it would be a fair price. Yeah. And and look look what it is. Okay, it's I only want three hundred dollars for that prayer, all right? Okay, well, we'll send it over to you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you hour. saved six hundred, seven hundred dollars, I, all I want is three hundred. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll yes. see what we can do. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk to the accountant. <laughs> You'll talk to your accountant. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I made you okay, laugh. Lord. I made you laugh. Yep. Yes, you did. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye, now. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Well, what do you think, Sister Kathy? Is that fair? You know, I think he didn't think he needed to do that, but um, I think it was fair. Yeah, <laughs> because you'd pour it into the kingdom; you wouldn't spend it on yourself. Uh, that's right. Oh, you're absolutely right. But it was funny. He was really concerned uh, about how much it would cost, and uh, he was quoted a thousand dollars or even more. Mm-hmm. But we prayed and we asked for fair and uh, price and honest, and you know, so so that, that is wonderful. That is the result. Mm-hmm. All right, if you would uh, please, anybody now we're in prayer time. If you would call in uh, and be a part of the prayer team here, seven one seven four zero nine five 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 three. Now, Sister Kathy, I spoke to um, Michael today about the prayer we had t- uh, earlier today. Right. And he was charged up. Mm. He said there's power there. I could sense it. That's there's awesome. power. Awesome, awesome. And he has more that, uh, I mean, he's out in the highways and hedges compelling them to come Yeah, in. he sure is. He is a mighty worker. And yes. tomorrow, uh, Jamil said he tried to call in today, but I never heard, him. I never saw any contact from him today. Well, I don't think you'd miss a Skype call. I don't yeah, think yeah, anybody exactly. would be praying that hard. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he said he's going to come in tomorrow with um, 
Pastor Shabazz and uh, Rahil. And wow. they want to be a part of us uh, once a week for prayer about Pakistan and Abu Fawlid's International Fellowship. That's awesome. And then today, we need to pray about this for tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to lunch with uh, Michael and Nancy's coming. Nancy's coming. Wonderful. And we're uh, meeting with a um, missionary outreach to Cuba. Wow. And they want. Boy, do they ever need it? Yeah, yeah. Well, what they want, they, the uh, the woman read the um, uh, Healing the Broken Hearted brochure, and she absolutely loved it. So I'm going to bring a box of 500 um, to them to take to Cuba. Great. Spanish. That is super. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. And then that Michael is. is in touch with another ministry that's leaving Wednesday to Ecuador. And mm. they also have read the brochure and are really interested in it. So we're seeing about, uh, I'll have to do it sometime, if it works out, sometime <laughs> um, later in Tuesday to get them a box of 500 to bring to Ecuador. My goodness. That is just scouring the South America. There we go. There we go. Hello, Sister Sharon. Yes, good evening. Good evening, good evening. I really enjoyed that uh, teaching from Pastor Fred. I got to re-listen to it and get all the verses and passages uh, uh, written down. And But I also enjoyed how you were able to... Uh, Give us some good history lesson, too, with that. I just love history. I was kind of thinking of you when I was sharing that, because I know you really like uh, you like history. So it's oh, I funny. I, I, right now, I can't really think of anything about the Civil War, but as soon as it comes up, and it just like, uh, it's like a file cabinet opens in my mind, and there is all this stuff there. Yeah. And, and I root through it, and I find out about uh, um, Stonewall Jackson. It was amazing. I, he he was such yes. a, I mean, he was such a great gentleman. See, he he believed in states' rights, and that he, although he was personally, it's like someone that is against personally against abortion. But you know, if you want to have an abortion, it's all right. That's the way he was. And he did start that, uh, he believed that the slaves should be taught the Word of God. And every Sunday he taught, he was at the Virginia Military Institute. And he taught, every Sunday he taught a Bible, um, he taught the, a Bible teaching or Bible, I can't think of the word, Bible study, I, oh, Bible study, Sunday school, that's what it is. Okay. He taught to uh, all, all black people, and he didn't care what the law was. If it was legal or illegal, he was going to do it. Right. And, and then when the war came out, he literally saved the uh, Confederacy at the first Battle of Bull Run because the, Ar- the Union Army was beating the Confederate Army badly. And the okay. conf- Confederates were breaking, and Stonewall Jackson, they called him his Virginians held and it was up on a like a hit like a ridge so they the confederate generals 
pointed up and they said, there's Jackson standing like a stone wall. Stand with him. So they stood and they threw the Union Army back and then ended up routing the Union Army. So he became an instant hero in the South. That wasn't his name until the battle, the first battle of Bull Run. There stands. Is that where he got the nickname then, eh? Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 they repelled the Union Army and Jackson was, they could see Jackson. And there, he's, there he stands, uh-huh. Jackson, like a stone wall, stand, rally around him. But yet, wow. you know, he, uh, it's just, I don't, it's an enigma. People are very complicated. They really are. I mean, things right, so right. often kind of, are black and white, it, you know? Right. It reminds me of kind of like when Moses stood with his arms raised. Yeah. Yeah, he had what? Aaron Josh- and her. Yeah. Yeah, Joshua and her. Aaron and yeah. her. Uh, Aaron, excuse me. I always want to put Joshua in there. Yeah, that's too oh. soon for him. Okay. Well, Twizzle Twizzle said she's been to Cuba five times in the past, and she sent brochures down to a Cuban pastor and a Cuban pastor in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Twizzle. I don't. I'm, I don't remember hearing that before. Because she. Made... I know she sent some way. Uh, some other like Dominican Republic. No, or Brazil. Like that. Was Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. Brazil, but I don't remember her mm-hmm. saying that about Cuba. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you can lead us in prayer, Sister Kathy. Well, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, God, for salvation. I thank you for the blood Jesus shed on the cross. I thank you, God, that it redeems, it heals, it cleanses, it sets free. It empowers and gifts us with our passage to heaven. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. We are looking for your soon return. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. And I pray right now for Larry, God, in the work camp to get a reversal on his uh, having to serve the rest of his time. And yesterday he was looking out the window and another inmate said, what are you looking at? And he said, I'm looking for Jesus to come back. And the guy said, ah, oh, ha, ha. He said, I mean it. I'm looking for Jesus to come back. And he means that because he says it every time that he looks. He's just that hopeful. So Lord, we are, we are just so ready for you to return. And Father, we just thank you that um, there is a cup of iniquity being filled, and I I don't see how it can have much more room. But Father, also, you said you will come before things got so bad, and um, just help, 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 Lord. Thank you for the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that are ours. Thank you for the covenants that you have with us. Thank you that you're a man that uh, doesn't lie. You don't change your mind. You don't have uh, on-again, off-again feelings. You are all the time, all the time, and we thank you so much for that. We pray for the five-fold ministry, their spouses and children, home and foreign missionaries, Bible 
printing companies, track printing companies, uh, just authors, poets, artists like Twizzle, and just thank you, Spirit of the Living God, that you are absolutely the giver of every good and perfect gift. You pour them out without measure. We just thank you that you are daily loading us with benefits. You're overtaking us with blessings. And great is the peace of us if our mind is stayed on you. And I love the scripture said, the blessings of the Lord make us rich and addeth no sorrow. What a what an all-encompassing thing that is. We pray for Chaplain John and all the outreaches he has. We pray for all the connections, and we thank you for Michael just teaming uh, Abba Father up with all these uh, ministries, God, these missionaries, these workers, and people that just need prayer. So we thank you for the connection. We thank you for the meal tomorrow they're going to share. And I thank you that Nancy will be going, and that will just be such a blessing. And, Lord, we pray for Larry and Janie, God. They are a team also, God, and they help each other in in their um, outreaches. So thank you for them. We pray for everyone in the chat room now. These are just warriors, soldiers, champions. Uh, just like Stonewall Jackson and uh, Abraham Lincoln, God, we have the same word to pray. We have the same promises that are open to us, and we can do all things through you. So, Lord, let us see ourselves in the light of all things are possible when we yield to you, and we can do all things through you who strengthens us. And your word in our mouth, is just as powerful as it is coming out of your mouth. So that is power. That is, oh, amazing. And we are the apple of your eye, God. You said it. You said we are the apple of your eye. And that is so awesome that your all-seeing eye has us in it. How awesome. Just like the palm of your hand. We're engraved in the palm of your hand. You're... You just have us in you, God. You're in us, but now that I'm thinking about it, we're we're in you. So thank you, Spirit of the Living God. We just pray for America, Lord. Uh, Lord, help, 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 help. Thank you for the people that are waking up from this woke culture, waking up from this demonic, uh, enriched Democratic Party, and Lord. Any pastor that agrees with abortion is not a pastor. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they do on Sunday. If they think that abortion is okay and that sexuality is fluid, they're they're just preaching wrong. And as um, Tim Delina said Sunday, you have got a little time that you're giving these people and if they don't come straight and get right you're going to judge them and you're going to make a public spectacle of them and lord it doesn't have to be that way so i pray they'll wake up and and come to their senses and claim the truth of the gospel of jesus christ father just thank you for all you've done all you're doing all you have planned for us And again, we just say yours is the power, yours is the glory now and forever and ever and ever. 
Amen and amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. We have uh, Sister Sharon here now. Yes. I'd like to thank you, dear Father God. Thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the wonderful history lesson that we were given as we uh, delved into the songs with Pastor Fred, dear Father God. And I look so forward to re-listening to to everything and getting all the verses and the chapters written down uh, so to put just to put into words, dear Father God, just to be able to review and to study, to study, to show thyself approved. And it's going to be such a wonderful blessing to review this Psalms lesson that Pastor Fred taught us tonight. And dear Father God, I am just so grateful to be part of Abba Father International, to be able to uh, share prayer with each other, dear Father, and to talk about the different missions that other people have going on, dear Father. It twizzles talking about the missions that she had going down to Cuba so many times right now, dear Father God. And that it's such a, just a, such a joy to think about that, uh, that to be able to go and share, uh, the gospel about you, dear Father God. And during the times when it was very, very difficult to even go to Cuba, and stuff and it's just such a blessing to know that people have been able to go there and to the other southern countries too in south america and stuff there's so many different countries we always think of uh, the the missions and stuff like we always want to think over in in asia and africa and stuff when there's so many uh, missions that are needed to be done right down here in our southern um, central america and in south america and as other people say, that the biggest mission right now is right here in America, dear Father God. There's so many people just need to be preached to right here in the state. So many people need to hear about you, dear Father God. And stuff, whether it's at a college campus, a football field, a baseball field, a basketball court, dear Father God, anywhere where we can pass out tracks and get your word out dear father a good a good business dear father that people can stand out in front of and not not be intimidated not be afraid to do so dear father and i just think of all the people that i know online who do just that they just go to the college campuses and stuff to talk about you and stuff and just have uh, different things just set and ready to go and just to be there just to witness witness about you dear father god it reminds me of the of the story of the the little man on uh the street where he used to just hang out he promised god that he would pass out 10 tracks a day dear father god and that's exactly what he did and stuff and uh he um just they always just talk about we just don't know who we have reached dear father but we hope that we will find out if we are given that um, that glorious knowledge when we go to heaven who uh, might have been reached by a track that we handed out or that we uh, laid around that somebody was able to pick up and to read dear father but it's most important that we use our our biggest track that we have dear father god and that is our mouth 
We just need to be able to get out there and talk about you and just give you the honor and the glory for everything that is going on in our lives, dear Father. And it's just just so much that just to be so thankful for that we are so privileged, dear Father. We have uh, shelter, we have heat, we have food, and other places don't have that. And dear Father, I know a place is right here in Michigan right now as we speak that there is not, the heat is still not on. And it has been almost two weeks now, dear Father God. And I just pray for these people who are still so cold that they are able to get to uh, heating, heating places, that they have family and relatives that they can go stay in, that they are able to preserve their water pipes and stuff in their homes and stuff. And uh, just, just that they don't lose everything that they they have worked so hard to, to get to your Father God. So we just need to know the refrigerator full of food, the freezer full of food, and everything else. If that's not the food that we need. We need the living bread that you've given us, your Father. You are the food that we need. We need to be able to to hear your words, your Father God, and just to feel nourished and stuff by what you are giving us in your holy Bible. And I just thank you for that that wonderful, wonderful book that I was given a copy of when I was just a tiny little girl, dear Father God, and that I just cherished it and relished it for so many years, dear Father God. And I just thank you for uh, being able to read it and to understand it and just to learn from it, dear Father. And I just am so grateful for all that you've done for me and all that you will do. And in your name, I pray. Amen. 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 And Brother Greg is here. Hello, Brother Greg. Here's Greg. Yes. Okay. I forgot to send Greg a link. I got upset. Oh, good. I'm glad he's here. <laughs> yeah, he's here. Hello, Brother Greg. Okay, good. Hello. Good, good show tonight. Yeah, Good teaching Pastor Fred, and I love that stuff about the the wars. You know, they found a tunnel that went all the way from the vocational school down Broadway to the river in in uh, Nashville. Remember that? Uh, well, I know about Nashville during the Civil War, but I don't rem- remember hearing that. Yeah, there. It's probably about I'd say two or three miles. Maybe not that much, maybe two miles. It was big enough for uh, a horse and um, uh, wagons and everything they could take down there to the uh, river. And what was the purpose? Of, did, did the Union Army build it? Uh, I don't know if it was the Union Army or, or the Confederates, but the Union, Union Army did control downtown uh Nashville, so I imagine it would be the Union Army. At, at the uh, towards the end of the Civil War, I don't know if this is true or not, but historians claim that Nashville was the most well, Washington D.C. too, but Nashville was the most heavily defended city in the world. Oh, okay. it was layers of artillery and. Uh, like we call barbed wire, and um, they had these spikes sticking up from the ground and all, and it was completely surrounded. The city was completely surrounded with uh, fortifications. 
Yeah, wherever you travel around uh, that area, you always run into uh, old Civil War fight, uh, sites, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of fights, fighting back then on that. Uh, Richmond was heavily defended, and that's why Lee didn't attack, uh, Grant didn't attack it. So he, he, what he did was he took his army south of Richmond and he attacked Petersburg. And Petersburg was not as heavily defended. And so he kept on stretching it out. And when he stretched it out, the Confederates had to stretch their army out and they couldn't abandon Richmond. So he just kept on moving his army south and south and south. And eventually the Confederate army got so thin uh, that he was able to punch through. And he was behind the Confederate lines when the Union Union Army broke through. So the whole Confederate army collapsed at Richmond. And that was then a very short time later, within weeks, the, the, the Confederates surrendered. Huh. I know that um, uh, Lincoln used to go and pray with the kitchen help that, that were in the um, White House. They were uh, predominantly black, and he would come down the stairs there and he would pray with them uh, often. Yeah, he didn't go to church on Sunday because he thought it would cause a spectacle, but there was a Presbyterian church that every Thursday night he went to Bible study. Yeah, Presbyterian. That that was his, uh, back when they were uh, real scriptural. Remember I told you about the evangelist Peter Cartwright? No. He's the one that used to go into the bars and beat up the strongmen in there. Oh yeah, yeah, for the Red River revival. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he personally uh, witnessed to Lincoln. Oh, okay. He was like in the eighteen thirties, I think. He 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 uh, he did. He purposely. Uh, um, he, he not pur- Yeah, he purposely. But I mean, not because he was president or anything. At that time, he was not. He was a lawyer, I think. But yeah, he did uh, present the gospel to Lincoln. Huh. You know who else did was Charles Chinnaquy, um, and um, he uh, he was a big. Uh, Lincoln wanted him to be the um, ambassador to France and all this kind of stuff, but he wanted he had his church. It was originally, uh, he was originally a Catholic, and then he uh, got saved. And, and so Chinnaquy was really tight with Lincoln because uh, Lincoln represented him in a trial against the Roman Catholic Church in, um, I figure it was a big city down there. And, um, and, and uh, he won it and because Napoleon sent... Uh, an ambassador down there, and they looked in around, but it, the whole place was full of Jesuits. But Lincoln still won it. So you know the Jesuits took um, offense at that, and they probably did everything they could to kill Lincoln, too. And now, you got to tell everybody that was Napoleon III, not not the, the original Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. All right, lead us in prayer. Lord, uh, we thank you for... All the things that you do, we thank you for the past, we thank you for the present, we thank you for every single move that you're making in this 
new revival that we're having in the country through the uh, colleges and through the uh, churches, and we ask that you would open a mighty outpouring of your spirit, Lord, that would uh, put the people on fire. And we thank you, Lord, for each move that you make. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for perfect peace, psalm minds, joy unspeakable and full of glory. We thank you for the way, the truth, and the life, and all things are possible through you, Lord. So we we thank you, we praise you, we thank you for all the um, the people that are being saved with Jamil and all those people that he is uh, associated with, and we thank you for um, uh, Chaplain John that he uh, takes a hold of these services and uh, says the prayers and Jamil. Um, uh, translates them, and we thank you for all the moves that you're making, Lord, and we thank you for Pastor David and India, and we uh, all, Bishop Reinhardt, and we ask that there would be uh, a super wildfire around that about them, because we know that uh, India is turning into a um, monitored state, to say the least. So we ask that you would uh, keep the uh, brochures out, keep them going out, and that that they uh, what they hate is he, Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, and we thank you that the authorities uh, would read that and get saved. So all things are possible through you. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We ask for a mighty wildfire around and about uh, all the different ministries in Kenya, past uh, and. Uh, Gladys and uh, Pastor Zephaniah and all the people that are working along with him, and we thank you for every move that you make, and we give you the praise, the honor, the glory, and the thanks for putting this whole thing together and uh, in these last days, and we're looking for that blessed hope in your glorious appearing, great God and our Creator, Savior, a bright and morning star, the great I Am. Uh, the way, the truth, and the life, the Father of uh, lights, with whom is no variableness, the shadow of turning. And we give you praise tonight, Lord, and in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, anyone else want to call in for uh, prayer? Uh, th- thank you, Greg. Hey, what do you think about um, like Cuba opening up now and uh, Ecuador? I didn't know that much about it, but it's a welcome thing. We we had plenty of their people coming over, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and Twizzle already has been working uh, in Cuba. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. So Yeah, it is. Okay. Father, thank you so much for tonight, Lord. Thank you that we can come before you uh, in prayer like this. And Lord, we don't want to um, um, miss any opportunity, Lord. Uh, we want to, uh, as doors open, we, we don't want to walk through them, Lord. We want to sprint through them. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity. I ask that you would keep more opportunities and more opportunities. Oh, um, I'm not praying now. On Wednesday, we have a meeting uh, and, and I've already met the man that's ahead of it, kind of by accident. 
It's called the Houston Diaspora uh, Association, and it's all um, believing churches that want to work with the the all these um, people that are coming in from different countries. So I've, I've, uh, me and uh, Michael will be meeting Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. I'm really, really excited. I've gotten great uh, encouragement already from. Um, from the people I met in this group, and I today I spoke with uh, a man named Christopher, and his ministry is uh, everything is digital, and he has all sorts of um, information in like Bible, in Sindhi and Urdu, but especially Sindhi for for the ministry, and they have it um, set up. Uh, like audio so it you can take it to a, a village in Pakistan and it's got the Bible on it uh, and other other material so it's really exciting he is very excited about what I was telling him and he wants to he, he while I was talking to him he went to the website and looked at the brochures he loved it and he's going to see about putting the brochures digital so they can be heard, you know, verbally in their in the outreach to the Sindhis. What do you think about that, Brother Greg? I mean, to the Hindus. Yeah, Brother Greg. Excellent. Um, I just had to unmute myself. But oh, yeah, that's okay. That's every time you uh, talk about the Sindhis and and every single time it seems like one hundred percent of them get saved. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. So now we might have this tremendous outreach to the Cindy's and one of these, um, uh, Bible outreaches digital. I mean, a whole village could hear it. You know, a whole yeah. village could hear the brochures and, uh, uh you know, a, a pastor or a, an evangelist could go there, set it up. And you, I don't know how, how far the sound carries, but you could have 50 people, a hundred people around it and maybe leave it there and let them play it themselves. So what a tool this is to advance the ministry, the kingdom there amongst the Hindus. So Lord, thank you. I pray for uh, being able to really work closely with brother Christopher and to, tomorrow, Lord, with um we'll be meeting no not tomorrow yeah with well with the cube uh, the cuban ministry but wednesday with brother charles lord um amazing lord amazing it's like never stopping here lord it's it's incredible uh, doors as big as uh track the trailers are opening lord thank you so much lord i want to i don't want to miss one i don't want to miss one door lord we want to go through them all. And Lord, it's a dream come true. I mean, taking the brochures to Ecuador, Lord, like that, taking them to Brazil, taking them to Nepal, Lord, already. Uh, and we thank you that the work has already been taken there by um, uh, Twizzle. Uh, but we have another door in Cuba, Lord. So I'm praying that 
the message would be picked up and preached. It would be spread. And maybe they have printers in Cuba. I don't know, Lord, or I, but they could print them in Cuba and spread them, Lord. Same in Ecuador. Thank you, Lord. What a, I, I mean, it's so exciting. So exciting, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. May there be a just groundswell, Lord, and a, a, a tremendous surge of the Spirit now to harvest people in, bringing in the sheaves, Lord. Thank you. We praise you and thank you, Lord. So exciting, Lord. And we don't want to miss one soul through the ministry, Lord. You know, we, we can't reach everyone in the world as eight billion. But you've like, I'm going to say, carved out an area for us to work. And we don't want to miss one, Lord. We don't want to miss one. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and thank you, Lord. Uh, so continue, Lord, uh, to use us. And, and, and what I'm excited about the Cindy language, I pray, Lord, that it would, and he was excited too. Brother Christopher was really excited today when I was telling him about it. So it's kind of like a marriage, Lord. I mean, he's excited about reaching the Hindus and he has this digital equipment, Lord. And I'm so excited about it, Lord, because we've got the, Troops on the field, Lord, the pastors and evangelists, and and they can go take take this um, electronics, Lord, and reach thousands and thousands and thousands, Lord. And I pray it be so. I pray it be uh, that it will come to pass, Lord. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I also ask for great fruit. About uh, Saturday, Lord, I'm still getting some feedback about it. And it it was uh, the water and the blood at the very end, Lord, that seemed to seal that teaching, Lord. And uh, amazing, amazing, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. May it go far and wide. I pray that it would spread to every Messianic group in America, Lord or beyond, even beyond. They all would be armed with the word, and they're going to be able to take the um, anti-missionaries and the um, rabbis head on and box them, Lord, that they can no longer have, they're like ravenous wolves, that they can no longer do this, Lord. There's going to be a doctrinal wall of truth put up. And Lord, that, that truth is also going to win precious Jewish souls to you when they see this, Lord. Uh, Anti-missionaries, Lord, rabbis, please take down those strongholds in their minds. And we pray they would come to you as their Messiah, Lord. There is no refuting this. Lord. Who, who's sitting on the throne of David in the Messiah's temple? Who's sitting there but the God of Israel? In his glory. No refuting this, Lord. No twisting, no turning, no denying, no saying up is down, black is white, right is left. None of that will work, Lord. And the second part, Lord, about the, uh, about the, uh, the Lord being uh, 
the high priest of Israel after the order of Melchizedek. There's no refuting that. There's no refuting that the high priest is sitting on the throne of David. He's there, both king and priest. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Lord, at least I forget we pray uh, for Myrtle, Lord. Uh, we pray for her salvation, Lord. It's kind of lonely, Lord, for her because her um, husband is gone, her son is gone, There's, her daughter is sort of mental and she doesn't have any contact with her. And then Myrtle, I think, is the oldest of a big family, or the survivor of a big family. So I'm praying for her, Lord. I'm praying that the comforter would comfort her and she be drawn to you, Lord. So thank you, Lord, that we don't want to forget her. We want to we want to pray for her every Monday, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we we we're also praying for that great great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's just starting, Lord. We're praying for it to be it's like a trickle now, and we're praying for it to be a flood, like a tsunami covering the land, Lord. It, going into those colleges and, and breaking that wokeness right out of people's minds and saving them, Lord. The lesbian agenda, breaking it, ripping it out of them, Lord. What trophies of grace for you, Lord. The communists, the anarchists, Lord. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, I, I mean, there's a whole list of things, Lord. Terrorists. All the Muslims, Lord. We pray that... I pray, Lord, there be a move amongst the Muslims now like there was with the Jews in the late late 60s, Lord. So many were one on the campuses, Lord. Same now with the Muslims. Swept into the kingdom. And they would be witnesses for you back into the Muslim communities, Lord just like the Jews were, or are. Thank you, Lord. Praise you and thank you so for so much, Lord. So, so much. Uh, Lord, I'll be speaking uh, Saturday. I ask that that would be a great blessing. And then the following week, Lord, uh, that'll be another great blessing. All about this material, Lord. All about uh, the Lord being the king, sitting on the throne of David and the, our high priest. It's exciting, Lord, because there is no way out. It's so clear, Lord, so clear. Thank you. We praise you and thank you for everything now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, we have someone here from um, a Texas number, 469. Hello? Hi, John. It's Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas. Okay. Haven't heard from you in a while, Nicholas. How are you doing? Oh, very well, very well. What about those blood clots, Nicholas? Um, still praying for stuff. They're what? Getting... They're what? Still praying about some of that. Okay. All right. Well, we're glad you're back. Thank you. And hold on, Nicholas. We have Wild Olive here. Hello, Chaplain John. Yes, Wild Olive. I've, I've been very concerned about you, but I figured if there was trouble, I would have heard... There was a 6-9 earthquake in New Zealand, or near New Zealand? Uh, that might have been way up north from me, I think. Okay. It seems like the north gets pounded with earthquakes. 
That's all the naughty people are. <laughs> naughty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, I better pray before I forget everything. Okay, go ahead, and then I'll go back to Nicholas. Abba Father, thank you so much that we can gather together. Thank you for the shed blood of our Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit who helps and comforts and teaches and convicts, and your word that we can be assured of. Thank you so much for Pastor Fred's teaching. Uh, that lesson about Asa was kind of, I mean, we've had some really good victories now, Abba, and I just pray that any trickery uh, of the evil one to get us to go and league with something that is not of you, Abba, that you would just firmly slam the door, sound the warning bo- uh, bells and just shut it all off. Uh, and that history lesson of uh, General Stonewall Jackson, I mean, he was, obviously his heart was in the right place, but he just seemed to be doing the wrong thing. And we just don't want to be doing any of that sort of thing, Abba. So please, please preserve us. And I've got a situation here now, Abba, where uh, I've got to decide what the right thing to do is. And I pray and I thank you for this teaching tonight, which will help with the decision. I thank you for the humble little door that has been opened in Gambia, in Africa there. Uh, it's mostly a Muslim nation, and it was a hub of the slave trade back in the day. So I think it was quite interesting that all that has come up at the same time. So I just pray, Father, that this humble little opening that uh, we'll be able to get your word in, brochures in, material in, uh, a light into that place of darkness, because there are multitudes of Muslims there who need to hear the gospel. So I just pray that you would do a mighty work there as well. I thank you and praise you for all the doors that you are opening for Chaplain John all these places all over the world uh, for the gospel to get in. And I just pray, Father, that uh, you'll do a mighty move and this will happen quickly. I pray, Father, the enemy is just raging around at the moment. I just pray that you'll just put him into utter confusion, Abba. Every wicked scheme, every insane piece of legislation or whatever it is that they're trying to do, you just just bring it into utter confusion and down to the dust and that they would just be uh, neutered until uh, such a time as your word gets out. Abba, the enemy can have his little time during the tribulation, but now, Abba, we want to get about your business of uh, bringing a mighty harvest uh, into your kingdom. I thank you and praise you for the, the teaching uh, was uh, on Ezekiel. Uh, that was really, really good. I pray that that will get right back to Jerusalem to get multitudes of your Hebrews uh, into the flock. And I just pray for all these opportunities that Chaplain John is having. Uh, I just pray, Father, that anything that's not of you, uh, but that you just shut a door. And the things that are, are, are from you, Abba, that you fling the doors wide open, Abba, that uh, your word and your power and uh, your Holy Spirit can all go uh, just charging through for this like, Battle of the Light Brigade to get your word out. And I thank you and praise you for all the prayers you're answered. I pray for our journey mercies for Twizzle as she goes out to pick her sister up at the airport tonight in the cold and dark. And I pray for, um, oh, Myrtle, yes, I uh, thank you that 
we will one day hear that good report. We want to faithfully keep praying for her. And I thank you and praise you for all the wonderful prayers that you're answering and everything that you're doing. And but we just keep our eyes focused on you, Abba, and not the nutso stuff going on around the world. And just look at your hand at work and just give you praise, thanks, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Wild Uh Nicholas, uh, do you want to lead us in prayer? You're, you're welcome. Um, maybe not right now. Thank you, though. All right. Don't want to leave you out. Thank you. Um, Okay, let's start looking here. Sister Kathy, uh, do you have anything here for round two heading towards closing? Um, Yeah, Lord, um, I just continue to lift up the inmates that need um, tentative parole month. Lord, I need that you would just... um, Show yourself strong on their behalf, Lord, and, and open the doors. But Lord, we know that they're, they need to stay there till they need to, to leave. So thank you. I pray that John will get out Wednesday. And, um, Lord, I pray for people that are in hospice on life support. I pray for just, I just pray, oh God, for people that are confused and, uh, blame shifting, Lord, and, immature and just uh, whiny little people, God. I just pray that they would man up and do what needs to be done. You give us everything we need for life and godliness, and you began this work in us, and you'll complete it. So we have no excuse, God. We have everything we need to just be perfected. And so thank you, thank you for that. We don't want to make excuses. We don't want to uh, bear false witness. We just want to do what thus saith the Lord, because where you guide, you provide, and Lord, you will take care of us. Father, I do lift up Chaplain John uh, in any decision he needs to make, in any outreach he's involved in, in any um, teaching, in all sending emails and praying for people with broken hearts. We just thank you that he is um, listening to you and guided by your spirit. We pray for Pastor Dove, Lord, and meet the needs of his uh, budget, Lord. Get Thank you that he'll be going over to Israel soon. Lord, we hadn't heard from Mo in a long time, and we just pray he's all right and found a place to live or at least just... Um, got a safe quarters to sleep at night, and um, Lord, we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You said they will prosper that pray for the peace of Jerusalem, so we're doing that, Lord, because we know you love them, and whatever you love, we need to be uh, concerned with, but you do promise that blessing, so every one of us here are praying for Jerusalem, and so we're going to have peace that passes all understanding. So, Lord, just thank you that you break the bread alive to us. You give us to drink freely of the living water, and you are good all the time, and all the time you're good. And everything that's on our prayer list, we pray for, and we pray for the things that are on our heart, Lord. We pray for that. I thank you for Nicholas being 
uh, call back from the the depth of death because he actually died in Savannah, Georgia, at the um, little place where you store stuff, the storage centers, storage shelters, and he actually died on the gurney. But Lord, thank you that he wasn't through with what you had called him to do, and we thank you that he is working now in anything you tell him to do, we believe he'll be doing. We thank you for Charles and Desman and Greg and just bless Sharon and Wild Olive and all the other people, um, Summer Stardust and Eve uh, from Memphis, our Memphis girl. And Lord, we pray for uh, Directly Candid and uh, just all of the people that are on this prayer line now. And um, Ruth in Canada, just all of Pastor or Chaplain John's entourage, Lord. And we do pray for Jamil and all of them and soon the birth of his third child. And we just pray, Lord, for everything that concerns Abba Father International Fellowship. And we thank you for Pastor Fred, Dave, Willie, Steve. We miss Steve. And thank you again for Larry going out to the vigiling at the death place. And Lord, just thank you that they've had turnarounds we know they've had drive-bys we know and we just thank you that you're accounting it for righteousness when we do one act of kindness and thank you thank you thank you god we love you and praise you and honor you and we bless you in jesus name amen 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 okay sister sharon yes um hi uh, thank you dear father thank you for tonight I'm just so grateful that we were all able to come together here and pray. Again, to our team, dear Father God, all national pastors and stuff, and we know... You're breaking up, Sharon. I muted myself. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Dear Father God, I'm just so thankful... I'm just so thankful to be here, dear Father, just to be able to pray uh, with my like-minded uh, Christian friends, dear Father, to be such a part of pa- Chaplain John's uh, Abba Father International Fellowship, dear Father, because we know it is your ministry, dear Father God, that he is the he is our leader of this, dear Father, that he just brings us all together just to hear our history lessons, to hear about our our gospel teachings dear father there's just so much that just flows through chaplain john's mind that just just is so enriching and enlightening too dear father that we always say that once we know that chaplain john has laid back his head and stuff we just know that the history and the wonderful word about you is just going to flow right from his mind dear father whether he is worried about things he may have forgotten or not it just comes right out just like a just like a piece of just gold just <laughs> so full of information and i just i just thank you for that and we all thank you for that that uh, he is just such a wonderful uh package of knowledge dear father god when it comes to the bible when it comes to american history and just everything it all flows together our country was formed around you dear father god originally it uh 
it was one nation under God. And so before the abortions all started, before Bibles were ripped out of the schools, dear Father God. And I just remember being that little kid when we, we did have the Bibles in our classrooms with us, dear Father. It was just such a joy to be able to do that. And uh, once a week, we'd have after-school Bible uh, classes and stuff. It was Everything was just centered around you back then, dear Father. And it was always such a joy and everything. And I just remember that just something changing, something that was, wasn't right anymore, dear Father. Something became very dark and ominous, dear Father. And I just remember being that, that little kid, so curious and wondering what was going on. Well, I, I know now, dear Father God, that you were being taken out of our schools. You were trying to be removed from our lives, dear Father, and stuff. And just even everything in the church has changed too, dear, dear Father God. And it's just such a joy to be able to come together and to outwardly pray to you, dear Father, and not worry anymore about what anybody thinks. And it's just like, it's just like being in that revival meeting, dear Father, just we can pray, we can worship you. Dear Father, we can raise our hands and give you all the glory and the honor as we should, dear Father God. And it is such a blessing to be able to do that and stuff. And I just thank you again for Abba Father. I just thank you for everything that we're going to hopefully hear from the overseas uh, preaching, the result of that uh, big teaching that Chaplain John did uh, last week and stuff with uh, uh, Pastor Jamil. And stuff, and I just also pray for that baby that's coming, dear Father God. I just pray for a safe delivery for that. And I know Kathy and I want that baby to be born next week, and uh, just uh, just a perfect timing during the Ides of March, and when everything is just a beautiful, beautiful time of the year. And I just thank you, dear Father God, for that. I thank you for his other two children, his wife, and everybody, his his dad. And uh, just pray that he is doing well, too. And I also pray for Myrtle, too, dear Father God, that she does hear about you, that she has been able to have that letter read to her many times, dear Father God, and that she does know about you. And just the outreach that Chaplain John has made to her and stuff that she does know about you. It's like our precious Elmer too, dear Father God. I just pray for Elmer and for Susie and just for just for everybody for the adjustment that they are they are making in their lives, dear Father God. And it's such a joy to know you and I'm just so grateful to be part of this this ministry. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Greg. Um, Lord, we take uh, Israel before you. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. It's your people. It's your uh um, situation that they're in right now, Lord, that we ask for a wildfire against uh, Iran's nuclear facilities. We ask that they be taken out before they get online all the way. And they're so close right now, that possibly even are online. So we ask for a wildfire around about your people, that you're the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. And all the ones that are the allies with Israel, we ask that they would be protected as well, and we ask for a mighty outpouring of your spirit that will uh, uh, just save so many different people in Israel, Lord. And we know that Bibi was praying, and he was ending up, according to Moshe, by saying, um, 
in the name of Yeshua. So we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, and all these things, Lord, and we ask for a wall of fire around BB's whole family and all the rest of the people that are serving you, Lord, and we ask for an outpouring of your spirit in Israel, Lord, and we ask for many, many souls to come unto you, Lord, very soon, and we are looking forward to it, and your blessed hope, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Um, Wild Olive. Hey, Abba Father, uh, thank you so much that we could come together and petition the throne today. Thank you that our Lord Jesus is petitioning and interceding for us all the time. That is such a great comfort uh, that he can kind of unscramble some of our prayers and and bring them to the throne and, and you just answer so many. I just like to lift up uh, all the prison ministries, uh, the rest homes, uh, the uh, and the hospice and uh, hospitals, other places that are very uh, dark and people lose hope. I pray, Father, that your people would be uh, going in there, Abba, and bringing the light of the gospel. Uh, I just pray for uh, Greg's dad. I just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit is working in his heart and mind. I'd just like to lift up my mum, who wasn't thinking quite uh, very well the last time I visited and was uh, quite upset about things and not thinking right. And I just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would minister to her heart and her mind, that she'd call on the Lord Jesus Christ and wish she would have the joy of the redeemed and uh, she would not become so disheartened about everything. And I thank you and praise you for all the work that you're doing, that uh, you minister to our family members, and I pray for unsaved family members, I pray that you can work in their hearts and their minds, that the Holy Spirit will be doing his work. Uh, and I pray for all the persecuted Christians around the world, those in prisons. Uh, but I just pray, Father, that you bless them and protect them, fill them with your Holy Spirit, put psalms, scripture verses and hymns into their hearts, minds and souls and spirits and keep them in good health and bring people around them that uh, they can share the gospel with that Wherever we are, Abba, in whatever circumstances that your people are doing a mighty work, wherever you have put them, and I just pray that you'd uphold these people who are in much more difficult circumstances than we have been or probably ever likely to be. So I pray a mighty blessing to be on them and that your word will go forth and the harvest will be great. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, we had a... A wonderful time today. Tomorrow morning, we're going to have uh, prayer time, 10 a.m. Eastern. So that and that will focus on uh, the ministry, and uh, well, everywhere. We'll focus on it everywhere. So you're all welcome to come uh, because when you pray like that, you become part of the ministry and the blessings that are associated with it. Then tomorrow night we'll have um, chapter 13 in the book of Revelation. I'm trying to think if we finished 12. I think we did finish 12. Well, if we didn't, I guess we'll, we will. But we'll be coming uh, on to Romans chapter 13 with the revelation of the beast, the man of sin, the son of perdition. Um, so please keep me in prayer. I should have a nice update about the meeting tomorrow with the ministry in Cuba 
amazing. The, all, all these countries can be reached. Wow. We, so God bless everybody. And, um, let's see. It's a tough decision now. Uh, I'll go with Sister Sharon for a closing song. Oh my goodness, I haven't even been thinking music. See, I got pressure. All. The pressure is on now. How about, a, how about uh, Amazing Grace? There's. I was listening to a, um, a thing about the history about the song Amazing Grace today. I would like to hear that. That was John Newton. He was a big slaver. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, his mother was a prayer warrior, and she was praying for him continually. And his, uh, he couldn't stand it. There was a lot of money being a, a slave trader, but he couldn't stand He was in shipping. He was on the ships. I think he was a captain oh. of the ship. Okay. And he couldn't stand it anymore. So uh, he got out of it, and he became a, uh, well, a minister of the gospel. But he also was very active in uh, ending the slave trade. So Amazing Grace was his testimony of being a um, an awful slave king. All right, so let me get let me get over to YouTube, and I'm there, and let's get to Amazing Grace, and I'll give you a list of who to choose from. Oh, well, no, wait a second here. Well, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. That's okay. Somebody online was, uh, they're going to be doing like a history of all these old uh, hymns and stuff like that. So that's what made me think about that. Amazing Grace is one of the first songs. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll look at Amazing Grace by the Celtic Women. Feel 
Okay, well, God bless everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Oh, God of burning, cleansing flames, send the fire, your blood-bought gift, today we claim, send the fire today. Well, God of Elijah, hear our cry. Yeah.